0: Welcome, everyone, to the Power Hour with Burge, and we are doing tonight an hour full of the only failure is the failure to participate, and we have a lot of people participating tonight. That's awesome, from all around the country and all around the world, and I welcome all of you. Uh, You guys are clicking away. I'm hearing all these people coming on. This is Frank Lynch. Hi, Frank. Where are you calling from, hon?
1: Athens. Athens.
0: Athens. All right. Welcome, welcome. Uh who else clicked on there? Just tell us who you are Karen. where you're from. Pardon?
2: Karen Booker Tone.
0: Karen Boca. Love it.
2: Ro- Rosie. Hi, Bird, from who Miami.
0: Was, hey, Rosie in Miami. All right. Who else we got? Uh Cece from Fort Lauderdale. Cece from Fort Lauderdale. Welcome, honey. Yes. Hi. Who who else do we have? Okay. What I'm going to do, again, is uh, remember, everybody, hit star six uh, to to mute yourself from the background. And that way we will not uh, hear any of your background noise. But, again, we do want to speak. Who is this, please? Claudette. Claudette, hello. Where are you calling from?
2: Miami, Florida.
0: Miami. Great to have you, honey. All right. So, everybody, please just go ahead and mute yourself. star six to mute yourself or I can mute everybody but I'd rather you mute yourself that way whenever you want to talk you can come back on and ask questions communicate with me Uh, this is just a a power hour uh, for all of us to bring ourselves uh, together to really get in touch with some of maybe our fears some things we want to move through I'm all about, of course, the essence of being, and all about breaking, breaking through any barriers we have, and then breaking free of them for once and for all. That would be awesome. So again, mute yourself, Star Six, please, if you're joining us now, and that way uh, we are recording. So I will be, uh, you'll be able to uh, get a recording of this. Uh, All you have to do is shoot me an email, burge at essenceofbeing.com. That's B-U-R-G-E at essenceofbeing.com. You can shoot me an email and I will uh, send you the link to this recording or you're more than welcome just to call in uh, and listen to the recording and play it back uh, and I'll be giving that number to call back in uh, later on at the end of the call. So let's just get started, and again, I want this to be experiential, so that if you have questions, if you have some things coming up in your life that you want to just talk through, move through, have some help with, uh, I'll be happy to to work with as many people as possible. But tonight is all about understanding what that means when we say the only failure is the failure to participate. I read, uh, I, I heard something last night on TV. And it said that vision without execution is hallucination. So I think that's really um, interesting how we come up with these kinds of things about failure, that if we have a vision that we want to do something or be something in our life and, and create something, then what prevents us from doing it? You know, why, why do many of us come up with, I'm afraid to fail? Uh, you know, I don't go ahead and take the next step because I'm afraid I might fall down. And uh, I'm going to say that again. Vision without execution is hallucination. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the part about failing, I just want to just remind us all, those of you who have taken any of the workshops that I have and any of those of you haven't, part of what we do in the workshops is we really give people an experiential experience obviously, of some of the unconscious belief systems that we have. So many people do have a fear of failure or they have a fear of success. So you might want to ask yourself these questions. Do I have a fear of failure or do I have a fear of success? And are they the same thing or are they different? For some people, it's the same thing. For some people, it's different. So the thing I want to just remind us all about why this is such an important subject about failing and why I want to shift everyone's thoughts about failing is a failure to participate is the only failure. Because as long as you're participating, as long as you are doing something, acting as if, showing up, then you are participating and you haven't failed. So it's reframing maybe for some of you what your fears are around failure. And we'll go there in a minute and you can just call out some of your your fears of maybe why you're afraid to fail or in the past, why you've been afraid to fail. And again, if you if you have background noise, please hit star six, okay? Hit star six so that we don't hear the background noise. And when you want to speak again, you hit star six again, and that will bring you back to us, okay? So here's the thing. Every thought or feeling or word or action that we express, it carries a vibration. And that vibration attracts other-like vibrations. Many of us know this. It's one of the principles, the law of attraction, Okay. Uh, it's been out there in the vernacular. It's been out in the world a lot more recently. But we've been teaching this for eons. And there are many universal laws, but this is just one of them. And so the thing I want to ask about that is as we focus our minds and we think about things, we're attracting with our energy a vibration that we call desire. So you cannot attract prosperity from disliking being poor. Or you can't attract the perfect uh, relationship by feeling sorry for yourself that you don't have one. So ask yourself, what am I focusing on? Am I focusing on? Cre- let's let's just go to money for a minute. Am I focused on creating or losing money? Am I focusing on? When you go to a relationship, are you focusing on? Uh, I want a conscious relationship, or are you focusing on the fact that you don't have one? So in either case, if you're really focusing on certain things that may be blocking you or giving you some kind of, um, I guess the best way to put it is it puts the brakes on uh, and you have some kind of limiting belief around it, my sense is that fear is the common denominator. So let me give you a little more uh, example of that. So if you fear mm-hmm. that you don't have money, okay, then if you, let's just say that that's a fear that you have, that you're, that's why you don't uh, want to fail, okay? You may not want to try something because you're afraid you might fail. So that's the reason why you don't have money because you just don't do it. Or let's say that you've done a lot of things in your life and you have lost a lot of money before and you've chalked that up to failing. So you can't keep your money so that can keep you limited as to their your next step. So, do you have a fear of having money or not having it? For some people, if I have money, what would people want or expect from me? So they absolutely block themselves from receiving it because they feel like they're going to let somebody down. They're afraid they're going to fail. In other words, they're not going to be there for the person, or what are they going to want from me and what are they going to expect from me? Or for some people, the fear might be, I don't have it. The fear is, I don't have it. So are people judging me? Are they limiting me? Somehow, you know, if I don't have it, does that mean I'm being judged? So let's go there and just, if you can, just take a second or a minute. Let's just take a minute. And let's just write down what am I afraid of? What am I afraid why am I afraid to fail? And if you don't have anything to write with, just go ahead and think of in your mind, do I have a fear of failure? And why is that? So just gather your thoughts and either write it down or think about what is it about failing that I have a fear of. So maybe you you can think about a couple of things. Um, so why don't somebody just call out something that you, a, re, a good reason why you think you are afraid of failure.
2: I have failed before.
0: Okay, I have failed before. So I'm sure many, many, if not all of us have that fear. I've failed before, so what's going to happen now? So if I failed before, now I have evidence. Now I have evidence that i failed before, so what's going to prevent me from doing that again? Well, let me ask a question for those of us who have had that fear before about failing, thinking that we're just going to repeat the pattern. What is the worst thing that could happen if I fail? What's the worst thing that could happen if I fail? You can lose a lot of money. Okay, you can lose a lot of money. And then what? Get you go bankrupt. Debt. Okay, then you go bankrupt, and then what?
1: All <laughs> over again.
0: <laughs> and then you have to start all over, and then what?
1: Right. Keep pushing. Keep doing the same thing, and try to avoid the mistakes you made before.
0: So you keep pushing, and you keep doing it until you do it again. Is that what you said? You do it as before?
1: No. Trying to do something. Different from the way you proceed before that, went, that took you bankrupt, right? And tried to solve the issues that you were afraid of or didn't manage in the
2: proper way. right? It's a way to do it.
0: That's right. Right. That's one way to get through it for sure. But the thing I'm trying to get to is that no matter what you say, what is the worst thing that could happen? So every answer that anybody says, then you ask yourself, okay, then what? Okay. Then what? I didn't lose my. Uh, unless you're in in with uh, some really shady characters, you didn't lose a, a head or a hand, <laughs> okay? Or you uh, you're able to actually still think. You still have your brain. You still have your body. You still have your um, life you still have your family, you still have friends. So in other words, the worst thing, no matter what that is, it can't be any worse than your fear. Because remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. So all of these things that we put in our face and we say, but it's real, but it's real, this is my fear. And false evidence appearing real feels very real. It does. It's like a kid. It's like a kid that says, Mommy, mommy, there's a there's a monster under my bed, there's a monster under my bed. Well, is there really a monster under the bed? No. But to the kid, it's really there. That monster is really there. So what mommy and daddy do what they do is they go and they show the kid a different piece of evidence they say no look honey look under the bed it's okay it's okay there's no monster there so now you have now you have some new evidence that there's no monster there okay so now here's the thing when you step on your right foot and you're learning to walk do you step on your wrong foot and fall down no you step on your right foot and then you step on your wrong your left foot and then you fall down and make a mistake. you step on your right foot you step on your left foot and you fall down and you make a mistake but while you're making all of these mistakes you're moving you're learning how to walk you're moving towards something so the minute you stop moving the minute you stop not Stepping with your right foot and with your left foot. The minute you stop that, that's when all of the effect that you have in the world stops. So in other words, many people are afraid to fail because they're going to make a mistake and they've done it before. So they just stand there. They're afraid they're going to fall down. So if you did that when you were first learning how to walk, you would never learn how to walk. You would just stand there. So just like when you were little, when you learned how to walk, there is a reason why you keep getting back up and trying it again. You have a reason. So for many people, if you don't have a good reason then you'll just stay stuck. Then you won't try. You have to have something greater than reality. Can, can Whoever has that background noise, could you please hit star six? Please hit star six. I hear a lot of background noise. And I don't want to mute everybody because I'd like to uh, hear what you have to say when it's time. So if you'd please hit star six on your phone, I can still hear you. Thank you. Okay. So... Here's the thing about walking and learning how to walk and not standing still is that you have to have a good reason of why you want to get anywhere. Like why would you want to learn how to walk? Well, because everybody's doing it, because I'm being coached to do that, because I can get places faster. So think about all the things in your life that you have been afraid to pursue because of you're afraid to fail. Think about the answer of why. Why do I want to pursue this? Is it, is it a big enough why? Is it a big enough why so that I will go ahead and do my very best and I will probably make a mistake, but that means I'm learning because mistakes are learning experiences. Failure is part of the process. Let me give you an example. If you avoid failure, you could avoid success. So think of athletes. Do they fail? Yeah, they fail over and over and over and over again until they win. So they could look at their failures and not do it anymore. They could say, I've failed, so I'm not going to try anymore. But what happens is they're participating They're participating in their failure. They're participating in the learning so that when they continue the learning, they get better and better and better and better and better. So if you are afraid to fail, then you already have. And I want that to really sink in. If we are afraid to fail, then we already have. Because I know that we hear this all the time, you know, failure is not an option. Well, it is part of the process, because if we didn't fail, we wouldn't be learning. Now, can we learn things without failing? Yes.
1: Hi, everyone. So, joining the call.
0: Thank you. Uh, if you hit star six, please. So... If we're afraid to fail, we already have. And there's something else. Failures can turn your mistakes into winning. In other words, if you continue just to participate and participate and participate, that will turn into a win because you're learning. So it's reframing that whole concept of making a mistake. Your basic mastery is this. Mastery is, if you can master your life, it's really learning how to self-correct without invalidating yourself. I'll say that again. Mastery is learning how to self-correct without invalidating yourself. So I always use this in my workshops. I talk about when the uh, the rocket ship went to the moon. We were correcting on course, off course, on course, off course, on course, off course. And we were only on course about 2% of the time on our way to the moon. So if the astronauts had said, well, we're off course, we're going to stop, they would have never, never made it to the moon. But what was actually helped what was happening is they were they were correcting themselves they were course correcting on course and off course and on course and off course like a wave going up and down and up and down and they finally made it to the moon because they didn't stop and they didn't invalidate themselves on the way so many of us just go into shame about oh, we messed up we made a mistake we failed we're a failure So again, if you have a tendency to really beat yourself up and really feel guilty about all the mistakes that you've made, then this whole concept of failing can be a very um, powerful block that you might have in order to keep you from getting what you want. So I think think it's 7 out of 10 millionaires go bankrupt at least once. I heard someone say on the call, well, what would ha- what's the worst thing that can happen? You go bankrupt. Oh, well, do you know how many times Trump has gone bankrupt? I've gone bankrupt. There are many, many millionaires who've gone bankrupt. Do you know why? It's not necessarily because they fail. It's because they're learning, and they're participating. They're in the game. We're playing. And so many of us get really, really concerned that we have to do it the right way, or we fail. And yes, mistakes have consequences, absolutely. So what are we going to do with those consequences? Are we going to beat ourselves up for the rest of our lives and never, ever step out again? So I'm going to give you a little hint of some of the things that I have done that have kept me going, even though I have fallen down many, many times one one little thing that you can do uh, i think someone actually said you know that they've already failed they've failed already before they've done it before so there's a fear about it's going to happen again well what i do is i ask for inspired action in other words i say okay i failed i made a mistake now what Okay, I'm going to wait until I'm inspired to take action because I want to walk. I want to walk again. And if you can if you can just equate whatever it is that you have a fear of doing again because you failed already or you're afraid you might fail, just look at it as a child. Look at yourself as a little child trying to learn how to walk and say, okay, I'm going to be inspired to take action, and even though I might fall down, even though I might go off course, even though I'm not sure what's going to happen, I have a really big why. I have a I have a why of why I want what I want. If you have a dream and you have a vision of something that you really want to create and and something that you desire, think about that as your focus point, not about all the other stuff. Don't focus on what ifs. Focus on the why. Why do I want it? Okay, am I willing to do whatever it takes to get it? Yes or no. So think about that. Am I really willing to do whatever it takes to get whatever I want? Am I really that committed? So inspired action, inspired, committed action always is a win. No matter if it messes up, no matter if you make a mistake, if you're inspired and you commit to take the action, then you can't fail. The only failure is the failure to participate. Ninety percent of winning is showing up and participating. I hope that you guys are being able to um, um, put this into action and to understand maybe reframing why I'm afraid to fail. And if you reframe that failure is just part of the process and it's not it's not the end of the world, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, I go bankrupt. Okay, I live in a van down by the river. Okay, now what? I'm still alive. And that happened to me. I mean, that I, I'm here to tell you that these things have happened to me. And I'm a walking testimony that if you don't give up on yourself and you have a big enough why, then you can create whatever you want. And if you fail, all that means is that you're participating. Okay, I'll do it again. I'll try something different. Okay, I'll try it this way. Okay, I'll try it this way. But the key is not beating yourself up, not um, invalidating yourself because you were participating. That's when the guilt shows up. That's when the shame shows up. And in our workshops, we call that below the line, below-the-line behavior. When you start shaming yourself and and feeling guilty, then just think about it. If I'm feeling guilty about making a mistake or failing, you're vibrating that, that energy of guilt. And if you're vibrating guilt then you will absolutely vibrate some kind of punishment to you because guilt demands punishment. If you're vibrating you're guilty, then you're going to create something in your life that's going to show you how guilty you are and it's going to punish you. You're going to self-sabotage or someone's going to punish you. Now that's my belief and that's certainly been um, evidenced in my life and so many thousands of others that I've worked with. That if you go into guilt, be mindful that if you're feeling guilty about it, that you will attract either yourself beating yourself up and sabotaging yourself and punishing yourself, or you'll attract someone or something else to come and punish you. Either way, it's self-punishment because you are vibrating guilty. Now, that's if you believe that what you think and you you feel has vibrations, and that's what you create in the world. That's my belief. Now, the other thing about this is why make goals? Why, if I'm afraid I'm going to fail, and if I've already done it and I'm not sure what's going to happen, Why even try to make a goal to to achieve it? Why would I even do that if I've got a fear that I might fail? So the quickest answer to that is to go back, like I said, to when you were a little kid. Your goal was to learn how to walk, so you could go get the cookie. Your goal was to learn to walk so that you could run and play. So it wasn't necessarily the cookie that was what you really wanted. You really wanted the journey of getting to the cookie. That's that's what you really wanted. So think about it when you're an adult now, okay? Let's say that your goal is you want to have millions of dollars in the bank or your goal is you want to have a fabulous conscious relationship. And let's say that you have failed at both in your life at some point over and over again or maybe just once or maybe you haven't even tried because you're afraid to fail anywhere on that line anywhere on that journey why make that goal well it gives you a why number one it gives you a reason because if you don't have a reason you're not going to learn how to walk you are not going to take that step you have to have a good reason So the first step is, that's why you make a goal, is you have a reason. Then once you get that goal, well, let's say you make it whatever it is, make a little tiny goal, make little tiny goals so that you feel like you have a win, you have something that you've achieved in your life. And let's say you've achieved some really great things or just some really good things or you've achieved something, then you could look at that goal and you could say, wow, I made it. Now what? And most of us who have made goals in our life and said, okay, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to make, uh, you know, $1,000 this week or uh, I'm going to go out on a date and have a great time, those are goals that we make. And let's say we make those. But then we realize once we make it that, okay, now what? So then the question always comes back to then why make the goal? If we realize that once we get there, that's not really it anyway. It's because of the journey of getting there. It's that journey of getting there. It is what Buckminster Fuller called precession, precession, the effect of bodies in motion on other bodies in motion. As long as we're in motion, we have an effect. If we stand still, we do not have an effect in the world. So as long as you're walking along the way, as long as you're learning how to walk, not invalidating yourself as you're doing it, keeping your goal as the why about why I want to do it, and as long as while you're getting toward that goal you're adding value, then the effect you have in the world will add value. So many people think, well, I'm a failure because I haven't really accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish in my life so far. Okay, let's look at that. Have you had any effect in the world? Have you made a difference? Would the world be the same without you? My favorite movie about this is It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart it's a Christmas movie and the movie shows him what the world would be like without him he had thought he had a horrible life he was a failure he was going to jail he was no good for his family he didn't get to do what he wanted to in his life he was just an abject failure so the angel came down from heaven and said well let me show you what the world would be like without you and so He got to see how much he really did have an effect in the world. He had no idea. He had changed the entire town that he lived in. His whole family and friends were all totally in abject poverty and just really in a bad way because he wasn't there to have made a difference that he didn't even know he was making. And he said, please let me live again, let me live again. And the angel let him live again. And now he got to see what a wonderful life he had. And he embraced every failure, every part of his being. He embraced it because he had such a gift to be able to see how important he really was. And so I really want you to dig deep tonight. And I no matter where you're at on your journey no matter where you're at on the failing uh, spectrum, if you will, just know that you have made a difference. You have touched so many people's lives, and you may never get to see the true purpose of why you are here or what you did or how you've shown up. But please trust me to know that you have, because you are out there adding value, showing up, You're on this call tonight. That's huge. That means you have a why. That means you really want to be able to make a difference in the world. You want to maybe change something or shift something or just connect. But you have a why. And you've made a difference in so many people's lives. So that's what I mean by the only failure is the failure to participate because... If you're not participating, you're not having an effect. You're a vi- you have vision without execution. So I'm hoping that at least you get some kind of a sense of, wow, I if I make a mistake, so what? All that means is that I'm learning. So mistakes are learning experiences. And wouldn't this be an aw- just an awesome thing to teach our kids? When we were doing previews, uh, when I was doing previews of The Essence of Being uh, many, many years ago, I had a little girl come down uh, the stairs, and she said, Mommy, Mommy, I had a learning experience. I had a learning experience. And it's because she, you know, pee-peed in her pants. But it was kind of cool because she there was no shame. There was no blame. There was no kind of um, uh, guilt thrown at her. And she was just having a learning experience. Now, how cool would that be if we all were raised that way? And maybe we were. So... Those Sylvia, of you, those of you who have been listening, hi, Sylvia, those of you who have oh, been listening, I just want to make sure that if you wrote down anything about, well, earlier when I said write down your fear of failure, I want you just to look at that and think about what it was that I was afraid of. Because so many times we let that fear stop us. We just stay stay frozen. And actually there's brain science that they have actually uh proven now that I think many maybe have heard about uh the reptilian brain. That's where you learn about fight, flight or fro freeze. You if you're afraid of something, you either freeze or you flee or you fight. And so this is an actual neurological uh, um, response that many of us have around this. And so there's not going to be a saber-toothed tiger that's going to to fight us now. Um, So this reptilian brain that we have, actually there's another part of the brain that we can access that will allow us to really have our thinking brain come on and say, okay, it's, I made a mistake.
1: I'm not going to get eaten.
0: Unless I'm living with a bunch of, uh, you know, cannibals.
1: So you're like, okay, all right, I right, finally got in there.
0: Who is that? Uh, what was that?
1: Okay, someone
0: was speaking. So if, could you hit star six uh, so we can't hear you speaking unless you are wanting to say something about... What I just said? Hello? Okay. So again, I go back to what's the worst thing that can happen? We won't have our arms chopped off. All that means is that we've learned and we're learning. So who would like to share something about maybe a shift for them or something that um, you wrote down that you were afraid of failing or what that meant to you? This is the part where you do speak.
2: Hey, Hey, everybody. Hey, birds! This is Susan Reed. Hi hey, Susan. Hey. Um I, I just I wanted to um uh, just comment on one of the things that you said during the workshops, uh, about the rocket. And I know you just talked about the rocket, but um it, it just it really did have a big impact on me because when when the rocket's off course ninety eight percent of the time and you're saying, you know, like you said, bad rocket, bad rocket. How could you do this, Rocket? Bad rocket. Um you know that it's so. It's such a time waster. It's such an energy waster. It's so defeating, and uh, you know you 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 just you waste so much. And if you just focus on, you know, things that you need to get in line, then um, you're you're on the right track. So that really helped me. Well, good. Thank you. I'm glad it did because it does kind of make it.
0: If you say it like that, it's kind of silly, isn't it? Bad rocket. You got off course. But see, so many of us have been told, bad girl, bad boy, it's not okay to make a mistake. You made an F. You're bad. You're you're not doing it right. Shape it up. Do it right. And so many of us just freeze because we don't want to make a mistake. And we have been told that. And so we start believing it. Well, gosh, if I do that, then I guess I must be bad or I must have been wrong. And so you're right, we start believing these things about ourselves, these unconscious beliefs about ourselves, and therefore that must be true. And so one of the things that I did, not just um, the one little tip I gave you, um, which was take inspired action, but for many of us who are afraid to take action because we might fail, Wait till you feel inspired, and then take the committed action. But you have to have a why. If you don't have a why, you're going to sit there and not walk. So for many people, the first step is, why do I even want this? Is this a big enough why for me to motivate me to move? And if I'm moving, I know I'm having an effect, so I can't be failing. As long as I have an effect... I won't fail, and the effect I'm having, as long as I'm adding value in the world, that means that my effect I have in the world will add value too. And that's perfect, Susan. Thank you for that.
2: Sure, and and just one more thing, Bridge. I wanted to add was um, part of it is is uh, you know the self trust. You know, once you you know once you're once you're at a place where where you can take action. And then you do take the action, and then it's like, well, wait a minute, am I taking the right action? Um, and then you really have to trust yourself right there. And, and it's all about, for me, you know, intuition and just kind of feeling my way along. So can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. Uh, my, my, uh, one of the books I'm writing, I'm not going to tell you about it yet, but one of the parts of it is about intuition and that our intuition is always right. Okay, And what I mean by that is it's that little knowing. It's that little connection or knowing that you have that you say, you know, if only I had taken action when I thought so. It's trusting that little voice in there to say, do it now, do this, and to trust it in a way that is, it's explicit. In other words, you, there's no you're totally committed to your intuition. Now, some people um, may not even understand what that feels like to have intuition, but we all have it. And the intuition is that is that knowing. And, what, and people ask me all the time, what's the difference between intuition and your thought process? So if it's intuition, you feel it in your gut. It's like a little bit of... Um, you feel like little, uh, little—I can't even explain it. Little woozies in your tummy, and sometimes in your heart and in your chest. You just kind of feel a, a movement there. That's your intuition. It's visceral. It's cellular. Whereas if it's a thought that comes into your brain, and you think maybe I should do this, then that is your uh, your brain, your pre. Frontal cortex, actually thinking about okay uh let me let me think logically about this. Is this something I should do or not do? Should I do it this way or that way? So it's sort of like between the scarecrow and the tin man, <laughs> you know <laughs> do you do it with your heart <laughs> or do you do it with your brain? and for me, the intuition, and this is just me, my intuition is. It's a knowing that I have that is cellular, that I feel it in my body. And I trust it implicitly because it's always right. Now, some of you may say, yeah, but I trusted myself before and I, I screwed up. OK, so you might want, you know, we can look at each individual time that happened. And say, really, really, what happened? I mean, were you right and you just didn't follow your guidance? Did you try to talk yourself out of it did you Did you try to talk yourself into it? <laughs> you know if you have to talk yourself into it or out of something, then that's you're using you're not using the intuition it's It's almost um, it's like the first thing that comes up in your in your thoughts, the first thing that comes up in your mind is to trust that. Sort of like people say, you know, the, when you're doing a test, trust that first answer. It's kind of like that. And if you trust yourself that, you know, maybe it looks like that was not the right way to go, but then in hindsight years later you look back at that and you go, oh, my God, I'm glad I did that. Because if I hadn't have done that, then this wouldn't have happened. And if I hadn't have done that, then this wouldn't have happened. So a lot of us can look back on our intuition and say, wow, I was really right. At the time, it didn't feel like it was. But now that I look at the overall picture and I look at the entire uh, thing from hindsight, wow, that really was the best thing for me. Didn't feel like it when I was going through it. I didn't feel like it when I was going through it, when I had lost everything. I I was bankrupt, lost my house, lost my business, lost my husband. I was divorced. Many of you know my story. I had had a car, and that was it, with one headlight and one window that didn't work and had a a two-and-a-half-year-old son that I had to provide for. And things didn't feel so hot. But I didn't give up on myself. And I knew this was happening for a reason. And I had a really good why. I had a really good why to really keep me going. And I made a lot of mistakes. And my why was my son. I was going to provide for him. And I was going to give him the things that I couldn't or didn't have. And so I made him my why. So I had a really good reason to keep learning how to walk and how to make mistakes and keep going anyway. And I made plenty of them. But now I look at I look back and in hindsight and I trust my intuition of, okay, I went into this one business that I didn't really like, but now I'm glad I did. I went into this other business that I didn't really like, but I'm really glad I did. And if I look back at my intuition, it was right. I wouldn't be where I am today if all of those things had not been in play. If I had just coasted along in my life and not had these breakdowns, I would not have had these breakthroughs or the feeling of breaking free. And I would not be able to be as authentic with the experiences that I am with all the teachings that I do and that I've been doing for the last 22 years that these things really do work and I'm going to give you another hint Okay, so here's another tip if you want to increase your vibration raise your vibration make it bigger um give yourself some kind of motivation, okay, is just tap into the feeling of any desire at all. Just think about your desires, whatever they are. Think about one thing that you really, really desire. And while you're thinking about something that you really want or that you desire, just kind of check in and see, is this a big enough why for me to make a mistake? Say your desire is you want to have um, a conscious, beautiful relationship. So that's a really high desire, let's say. So just kind of check in and say, is that a big enough why for me to be inspired to take action to create that? Or am I going to just sit at home and listen to the TV And just keep the same relationship that I have with whomever I'm with and just go about my day and not take any action toward that. So in my mind, that's not a big enough why. If you choose, if you think about your desire and you go, eh, uh, it's not really big enough for me to take any action, then I would change my desire. So give your desires, raise your vibration, have the clarity of thought to increase your desire. Tap into that feeling that matches that. And I'm going to give you another hint. Let's say that you're down on your luck right now with money. One of the things that I did, and I felt like a failure, I did. But I knew it was happening for a reason, so I only felt that way for a little bit, not too long. You know, I beat myself up, but then I realized, okay, this is happening for a reason. I just don't know what it is yet. What's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, I'm homeless with my kid. Okay, that's the worst thing that can happen? Okay. I could, I could be, you know, I could be hungry. None of that ever happened. I mean, I was always provided for. But that was my fear, that that was the worst thing that could happen. So what I did is I gave as I go and create a flow. So that's what I tell people in the workshops. Give as you go and create a flow. Give as you go and create a flow. That's my little mantra. Give as you go and create a flow. Because what I did was I would give people something that I I had that they didn't. Even if it was a dollar, somebody, I would give someone on the street a dollar or I'd give a friend a dollar to hear or I would donate something, I would donate my clothes or donate my time or give something to someone else. And what that did is it raised my vibration so that I felt abundant I felt more abundant in that moment when I gave somebody something. And what that did is it created a flow for me because you cannot, again, you cannot attract prosperity from disliking being poor. It's a resistance. It's Again, it's that whole phrase many of us have heard, what you resist persists. So if you're resisting being poor or resisting being down and out or resisting um, not having money, then that's what you keep creating. And it blocks the flow. So what I did is I gave as I went and I created a flow. So because I believe that giving and receiving is the same energy. I gave my love. I give my time. I give my money and I get that back because I'm in the flow. I'm not blocking it anywhere from receiving or giving. Because think about it. When you give somebody something and they receive it, doesn't that make you feel good? And doesn't that give something back to them? It gives them the sense of acknowledgement and that they were received. So I give as I go and create a flow. So whenever I feel resistant and I feel like things are kind of bottled up and I'm afraid to make a mistake and I'm afraid to fail and things aren't going my way, I give somebody something. Because what that does is it opens my vibration up. It creates a desire. It allows me to feel abundant. It allows me to feel like I'm adding value. And remember, as long as you're moving, you're adding value. Unless you're moving in a car to go rob somebody, then I'd say no. That's a joke.
2: Uh
1: (laughs) Does
0: anybody else have anything they want to share about the only failure is the failure to participate?
2: Oh, hi, Burj, it's Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Um, Yeah, I think I resonated, too, with the rocket when you said that it was constant course correction, and that really resonates because it's so important to take action, and it's all right as you're rolling along to, you know, correct your action, to change course slightly, because you still have that big goal that's in front of you, and you're just getting there. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, So that was good because, you know, all too frequently I want to make certain that I'm doing every single step the right way. And uh-huh. sometimes you just have to start walking and you will get there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the thing I always thank you for that, Tracy, and the thing I want to just say about that for any of us who thinks that we have to have everything the right way before we take action uh, ask yourself this question: Would I rather be right or happy? And if you're one of those people that say I'd rather be right, then I would say then you know you're going you're you're certainly opening yourself up <laughs> for some um, disappointment at times. So ask yourself: Would I rather be right than happy? So thank you, Tracy. Is there anything else that anybody would like to share? Okay. Well, I just appreciate all of you who are on the line tonight. There sounds like there's quite a few of you from all around the country, and I just want to just say that um, if you're committed to take inspired action and if you're if you are afraid to fail then you already have, just look at the only failure is the failure to participate that ninety percent of of creating what you want in your life is showing up it's just show up. The worst thing that could happen in my mind is not participating so Again, if you're avoiding failure, then you could ultimately be avoiding success. So I hope that all of you got something out of tonight's call just to keep you motivated, have your big why, remember yourself as a little kid, learning how to walk. It's okay to make a mistake because you're learning. And course correct, course correct without invalidation. That's the key. You're not a bad rocket. You're just correcting. That's all. And the next time we have our power call, remember, it's the third Wednesday of every month. So the third Wednesday of every month, we're going to do the same thing starting at 7 p.m. And the next one that we are going to talk about is the flip chart that I use in the workshop, If I Can't, I Must. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. If I can't, I must. So anybody want right. to share and just say thank you and hello and aloha and see you soon? Yes,
2: I'll yeah, see thank you for tomorrow. Thanks, you, Birch. You're welcome. I'll see you in Mass, you Birch. Okay, hun.
1: Thank you, Birch. You're nice thank here. You,
2: thank you, Birch. It was awesome, as always. Thank you, you Birch.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. thank you. Thank you, all of you. Remember, I love
0: you, Birch love you, too. Remember, everybody, if you email me, Burge at com, I can give you this recording, okay? So just email me. Thank you, Burge.
1: Oh, you know On what? Thank,
0: thank you, honey. And you know what? I forgot to give you guys the playback number. Oops. The playback number is 605-475-3299. 605-475-3299. That's the playback number if you want to just play this back. And eight three five pounds is that access code. It's the same access code that you called in on, eight three five pounds So if you want to hear it, you can just call in and listen to this recording, or uh, you can email me, Burge, at essenceofbeing.com, and I will send you the recording for a link that you can listen to at any time. So until we see each other again... The only failure is a failure to participate. Everybody, good night.
1: Good night. Good night. Bye. Good
0: night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Welcome.
1: Are you still on? Yes. This is Frank.
0: Hi, Frank. You need
1: me uh, tomorrow night to load up. What time you want no. me to come to your place?
0: We're good here, hon. We're good. We're coming. You're coming straight to the place. On, to your um, house. Thursday night. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're good. Okay. What time? Uh, We're going to have a staff call at 8 p.m. Like right now, we're having a staff call. Okay. Uh, So if you want to stay on the line or um, you can call in.
1: I'll Uh, stay on the line.
0: Hold on a sec. What? Yeah, they're already trying to call in, so I'm going to get off the recording here. Hold on. Let me get off the recording.